Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And how many guest spots do you have? Not enough. Uh, it's me, Niall McGowan. <laughs> and I'm John Parker. We're both from the Bat Minute Podcast. <laughs> It was excellent. That was love right. It, I, couldn't tell, I couldn't tell who was who. <laughs> Did they modulate your voice for that? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just that good an actor. No. Mm. <laughs> Today, we are talking about minute 113 of part four, Change Machine. It is going to start with Batman leaping from the... Uh, I called it a gargoyle, but I don't think it's a gargoyle. No, no. Uh, every time I know since we covered '89, and John pointed out that these things are technically called grotesques. Yeah, it's always it's a point a we have to make on the show, and I just I could feel John's skin like, <laughs> like, like a skeleton ready to burst out, just uh, been like stop calling it a gargoyle. <laughs> that, that's hey, the architectural what? like identification of it there is i'll, I'll allow it right because i for almost all of my life said gargoyle as well until i looked it up when we were doing the show uh a gargoyle has a spout to um get water away from the building so there's okay. ones you see with like little tubes coming out they're gargoyles just decorative ones are grotesque yeah to be fair though we don't know there's not a spout hidden on the other side or something maybe that yeah. is true <laughs> that's true <laughs> Oh, I love that though. Yeah. Thank you for putting that on the show. That way, we we know we know better. <laughs> but the thing is, in in, in your day to day life, when you keep saying grotesques to people, and they're like, "You mean a gargoyle?" And you're like, "No, <laughs> because <laughs> technically, and then it's a whole it becomes a whole big thing. So it you just have to a whole deal, and then you look like an idiot, and you look like a jerk. You, yeah, you, you seem know, like just, you're just really, say gargoyle. It's fine. <laughs> it's like the new version of the whole like, well, technically, it's Frankenstein's monster thing. Yeah. If you come in and be like, oh, yeah, I don't want to yeah, be yeah. like you know an asshole, but it's not a gargoyle, okay." <laughs> It does annoy me. I, I know someone who says that. When I say Frankenstein, yeah. they're like, uh, the monster. I'm like, you know what I mean. Mm. Context. You have to add, yeah, add on to it now, though. It's like, but isn't Frankenstein the real monster oh, in the story? There you go. So, yeah. But um, Aren't the citizens of Gotham the real grotesques? <laughs> oh. uh, aren't the, uh, the the character from the hits 90s anime TV show the real gargoyles? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that should be Aren't called grotesques, really. They really yeah, they should have had like made a point every episode. They have to have a spout. They have to have like water just draining out of them at some point. I'm surprised they don't have a movie yet. Like all yeah. these animated turtle movies. That's no true. That's, animated yeah. gargoyles. I actually feels... could see it making a comeback. There are enough programs. I think for it is coming back. Isn't movies it? for like weird goth kids. I think there I used to be I, loads when I was a kid. I have a weird... I can't confirm it, but I think I remember there being some talk of a, of a reboot of sort when when Max was becoming a thing, but it could have been it could have been one of the projects that, like, no. Daddy Zaslav came in and just went, nope, and just wiped no, off the board. So. Get rid of all of this. Yeah. No gargoyles, no street sharks, oh, none of it. Street you guys don't get any of that. Amazing. David Zaslav was, was just like, I watched that show back in the 90s and I kept screaming at the TV that there were grotesques so I'm going I'm, I'm cutting you off you could reboot a show called Grotesques but everybody knows it's called Gargoyles well you're not going to make the show then are you? oh boy yeah. um, the minute ends hold on before I lose track uh, the minute ends with Batman tracing the parademon activity to Strikers Island which we'll get to in a minute uh in this minute uh so as we start in the minute yesterday i talked about how the scene this shot that starts the scene was richard setron in the batman costume as a uh, stunt double leaping from this grotesque and then as we see here we see the rest of that animation where it is a visual effect of batman and then boom cuts right to ben affleck as batman uh, and then joined by Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and Ezra Miller's Barry Allen. Mm. Oh, and I love it. You know what? I love Wonder Woman so much. Give me more movies with Gal, please. I don't care. I don't care if people didn't like the second Wonder Woman. I just want to see her every week. Yeah. Like, give her a TV show. Yeah. We say yeah. that. Like we, uh, we, as we mentioned in our episode of uh, review reviewing The Flash, uh, Gal Gadot's um, career now seems to be basically showing up in things for five seconds, putting her hand on her hip, 
smiling and like yeah. shaking her head like it's me that's right says so everything she's in now is a fleeting cameo to be like it's wonder woman or it's you know uh, giselle from fast she's back or whatever she, yeah she did it in the new fast and furious she showed it for two seconds yes. and went, then yeah, in shazam and in the flash it shows up just to be like that's right. It's me. It's Wonder Woman. It's like I haven't seen the last like three years. This is all I've seen you do, lady. Like <laughs> as a well, career. Yeah. yeah. That's and what... I don't know. Is that a good thing for her? Is she like, like I just get to pose <laughs> and I get paid mm. and then I go hang out with my family for nine months. Yeah, I, I get it from her point of view, but we miss out on her because this is another person. The first time I saw the first Wonder Woman, I was like, oh God, I'm not going to like this. She she seems like a, a really wooden actress. Like she's just a model or something. Oh no, she's actually like really lovable and likable. Mm. She's she, like, she's, like ex- she's really except, uh, exceptional in the first Wonder Woman yeah. movie. Like some, there's a bit yeah. of stiffness of her in this movie and there's certain iterations where like, yeah, it could have been a better delivery there. But that first movie she's in, her first, you know, starring role is, yeah, she's, like, you know, beyond reproach in that. It's like, oh, absolutely perfect casting, delivered perfectly, you know? But- yeah, well, that's the thing. She's she's now my Wonder Woman. I know there's been other yeah. ones before. I don't care. She's my Wonder Woman. Mm. Yes. I feel like, that, that, like a- that, that, that might be the sadness, though, of her, like, her having to show up to do these cameos because it's like, I'm sure in her mind she's like, I am Wonder Woman. Yeah, this, this is my part. But knowing that it's, like, it's ending. It's going to be, like, you know, people would like to see more of her, but... But we're in this weird position of them wiping half the slate clean because the Peacemaker stuff is still going to count. Basically everything but Peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've been like, well, isn't that the whole time? Because then Aquaman and The Flash showed up at the end of Peacemaker, right? You can keep it in Gal Gadot. You know, I know people, people didn't like that second movie. You can keep her around, but it feels like there's going to be... Yeah, I, I kind of have the vibe. She's got, she's got this thing of like, I'll show up, but... The, any any one of these cameos could be the last time kind of thing. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. It, and it's so strange because, like, a lot of people nowadays, in, when you ask about Wonder Woman 1984, there's a lot, like, people are so angry. Like, <laughs> like that movie was garbage. And it's like, I don't think, I think you have boiled over into, like, thinking this movie, like, hurt your kid or something. <laughs> I, I, I don't think 1984 is, is that bad. Like, we've talked about Justice League and The Flash being like these movies that can be a, enjoyed in some sort of like um, vacuum, or disre- like disregard the internet and, and and all the voices in your head for a moment. Like 1984 is not a bad movie. No, I agree. Yeah, it, and it's like I I don't know what it is that and it and it surely shouldn't have been a movie that determined if she was getting a, a sequel or another chance because it's like. When when we talk about oh is Wonder Woman getting a third movie it's like a lot of people are just like yeah but the second one was so bad and I was like I don't think that is enough mm, to no. to determine that she can't that they can't do another one obviously the reality is the falling out with with Patty Jenkins and Warner Brothers mm-hmm. and that would that puts her uh, Gal Gadot's career in jeopardy um, but yeah Wonder Woman 1984 being a movie that gets put Christmas Day next to Pixar Soul and in the middle of a pandemic and like i don't even know how you quantify the success of that at this point it was such uncharted ground for releasing a big uh dc movie it's like it's kind of like you you, simmer down now i don't know what the hot (laughs) takes are for for 1984 but it's fine it's it's okay the Mm. the chemistry between chris pine and gal gadot is like it's worth watching yeah I'm assuming you guys, are, you, you aren't going on to cover 84. Like you're, I think you were saying you're kind of done after, although maybe at the end, by the end of the Justice League, you might be like, all right, we can, we can keep rolling. All right. We, uh, we did a review for 1984. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League will be the last movies by minute that we do for DC Cinematic Minute. We just feel like it's the great capstone for, yeah. for what we've covered. And it, it ends phase one of the DC Cinematic Universe um, in a great way. I think Aquaman is technically phase one as well, but um, whatever, mm. who cares? Um, <laughs> a great movie. Um, but we, yeah, I remember Nathan and I, like we watched 1984 together Christmas Day and then recorded and uh, it was Christmas Day. So I was, I was, I was feeling it. I was in my vibes. Mm. Um, 
and we had a great time. So I, I always remember just how much we enjoyed watching it together. And we watched it with Nathan's mom as well, and she loved it. Mm. Um, so it was a good time. Um, but yeah, um, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, she does a fantastic job um, just in general. I think as an actor, uh, she she does a really good job yeah. um, acting. Uh, there's been a lot of flack that she's gotten over the years, especially with Wonder Woman 1984 and Death on the Nile, mm. um, where people love to make fun of Gal Gadot mm. and say that her acting is bad. And the way I see it is it comes off as racist yeah in a way 100 percent, because <laughs> they're the accent they can't get past it's the accent and it's I like love if, if it was so anyone amazing. else so i do remember being confounded by like yeah that line from like like enough champagne to fill the nile became a meme I was like, yes. "Why? <laughs> what, what, what's yeah. supposed to be funny about it?" <laughs> like, but it was—I I, I wasn't too sure if it was one of these, like always like a Gen Z thing where it's just like I'm—I'm I'm an old man now. I don't get that <laughs> her saying that is funny somehow. <laughs> where I was like, "Okay, man, yeah, jokes. I get jokes. Yeah, sure." <laughs> but I think that there was a way. I don't know. We've—we've we've had internet jokes about movie quotes. I mean, we were just talking about one the other day on on Facebook about Dark Knight with people saying. No more dead cops oh, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Things are worse than ever. And, you know, there's, there's, but we don't, there's like no one on the internet going, whoever said that was like the worst actor of all time. Like mm. this person can't act. And it's, it's the like, viciousness, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. 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 It's just so cruel. So mean spirited. Yeah. I mean, I think you, like, you guys would come to it, but I think uh, Kal-El No was the other one too. When Superman comes I, back, I, everyone kind of, I'll, was... I'll address that one when we get to it. I do. <laughs> it's, there's. It, but like there had, <laughs> why that take? That's just the main question. Is just like, wh- and what do the other takes look like? If the mm, other takes yeah. were the same, then I understand that that line delivery was just not in the right headspace or or what have you. You know, mm. maybe it did something. Anyway, well, I'll get to that part when we get to that yeah, part. But yeah, that is the, that uh, is that is a line that delivery is that about. is like the main one that really just kind of shows up and and sticks around. Yeah. Um, even but throughout you, like all of 1984 she has whole monologues with with uh pedro pascal and it's just like oh you're not like ph- phoning anything in <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah when you when you revisit batman v superman and you see the scenes of diana prince talking to um bruce wayne it's batman. it's uh, it's like who who is this because mm-hmm. yeah gal gadot in that movie is so different yeah than than the other ones and i think it's because over time much like you know marvel characters do it marvel actors as marvel superheroes do it as well where it's like they started off with a vision for this character and then the reason gal gadot does such a great job in dawn of justice and wonder woman is because there were directors who were saying like we have a vision of what you know what your character is and, yeah. and gal gadot steps into that role but over time it's become you are Gal Gadot in a Wonder Woman costume. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it's been like, you are just, we just, we're here to see Gal Gadot. You need to be yeah. more like yourself. And so that's where the, the, the continuity of the character starts to shift. And we see that with like Marvel characters where like, it's like, well, Chris Evans was, was hired to be Captain America, but now you're slowly just becoming Chris Evans mm. in a Captain America costume. Um, Chris and Evans so <laughs> it's just, I'm not complaining and I'm not <laughs> complaining about Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman either, but it's, it's, uh, those first movies had such a vision for the character and it's, it still happens in this movie as well. Um, but it does lean in a little bit sometimes either into a complete, um, identity crisis of like, we need you to be Amazon warrior. Then we need you to switch back to being Gal Gadot. So it's That's, like, I mean, like the, the you, you guys will have talked about the scene. The one that really sticks out for me in in this in that regard is her taking out uh, Ramsey Bolton's dad. You know, during the her opening big scene where she comes in and like has no she could she could you know arrest the guy easy enough. Like she could just go over and take the gun out of his hand, but she does. You know, she knocks the uh, the bangles together. And like destroys half a building, mm-hmm. like probably liquefies the guy, 
And then turns around and to the kids is like, hey, kids, you know, children are probably traumatized by what seeing the guy get completely destroyed. And it's like, yes, but Wonder Woman is very, she's very, you know, she's very motherly. She's very, you know, uh, she's she's great with the kids. And she's like, oh, you know, you can grow up to be whatever you want to be. It's like, you just slaughtered a man right in front of them. What the hell? (laughs) Such a bizarre tonal whiplash to me that that scene. It wasn't a man, Niall. It was a scumbag. Yeah, just would have been just like even like a little acute bit of her going like kids close your eyes or something beforehand might have helped but it is the fact she just does it so brazenly yeah. and again she doesn't need to kill the guy because she can he's reloading she's that fast she can just go over and grab him but she chooses but does he to, deserve it yeah I guess he deserves it but it was uh yeah that was the that's the one thing where uh, to be fair there's a couple of um like actually speaking of of Batman here at the start too like um cuz so I think Affleck said around the time of the flash that he had finally kind of got his playing of the oh, character down yeah that really irks me honestly i think about i really do think about that i think about what everyone said often about yeah, um, yeah mainly because i i don't know if I, I i didn't talk to you guys about it i just have a lot of um issues with the way that they handled the character in the flash and mm. hearing ben affleck say that um now in 2023 after his performance in the mm. flash and, and what they were doing, um, at least from what I saw as a moviegoer and as a massive fan of, of his portrayal as a character, mm. it made absolutely no sense. No, you mm. understood the character way back when in, in 2015, 2016, when you were hired to do it, like you got it. Yeah. You went yeah, through yeah. it all. Like I watched you go through it all. You were at one spot in a dark space and then through the entirety of the movie, you acted your way out of that one spot, and I watched it. Like, you <laughs> you got an A plus 100% on the Batman test, my guy. You understood the character, and then you just kind of, it, it kind of went back to, like, what Mark said. It was like, oh, well, now he's just, like, Ben Affleck in the costume. Yeah, um, yeah. If he's not, like, doing, like, a major action punching scene, at least, you know, what's the other one? Uh, Suicide Squad is, like, the only other time that you got it in that sense and um i guess he was just bruce wayne in the other part of that because oh, he's he was always, talking yeah, to just... amanda waller um mm. <clears throat> yeah but yeah no like that finally understood the character after flash i'm like are you, you <laughs> the different character from what i know and what you did before my guy like i don't yeah. know if, i think you were just that had to have just been him yeah. saying that to please the cameras and shit. Yeah, yeah. really. I understand what the what the nerds want. It mm-hmm. really had to have been. So I don't even know what he was doing because he has he has a comedy beat with the lasso of of, of truth, mm-hmm. which was a very yeah. kind of like even in the cinema. I was like, eh, I mean, I get I get you wanting to make the joke, but also I'm not entirely happy that this is happening. And then the rest <laughs> of the time, it's the same like slumped against the car, just like. Okay, Barry. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like this, this, now you finally. This, this is what Batman should have been the whole time, apparently. But uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get that. But within this movie, though, I almost like. I think Affleck's great in in the part, but um, he's all. It's almost too much of a whiplash again, though, for me. Where because he was so you know like borderline, well, not borderline, kind of homicidal in yeah. BBS, and, and then it's... he's almost he's almost a little too kind of like fancy free in this one he's, yeah. he's, he's so much more laid back it's like I get it as a oh he's calmed way down he feels guilty and all this kind of stuff but like I mm-hmm. I would have like maybe you know hit the brake on a little bit like he goes a little swings a little too, too far the, but, um, you know, not a bad, it's not a bad performance it's, it's just a bit of a for, going from the one movie to the next it's a bit like yeah he could have slowed your roll a little bit there in making yeah. that transition but yeah. it seemed like we missed yes. something especially with like the conversations that him and alfred have in this movie when especially in the beginning when it is like very because the last movie they were one he was lying to him for the entirety of the movie so he was like barely talking to him because that's probably you know a thing that batman does if he's lying to alfred he's like i can't talk i can't face some kind of thing mm. um so there's like that aspect and now they're a little bit more of like you can see the 20 year 40 year for 40 something year uh relationship mm-hmm. um, that they have in this one but it, it it is a little whiplashy of seeing this batman um working on a team and mm. i think it was really only depicted just in like dialogue like we didn't see um batman kind of getting frustrated with the team failing it was really just more of like uh especially in this movie when the team does fail later on 
um, he doesn't like go back and like is just like, uh, what the hell? And doesn't like go like brooding, really. Yeah. Kind of like shut off like he would in normally, especially in The Batman. When he pisses off Selena Kyle, he's like, oh shit, okay, she doesn't want to talk to me. And yeah. kind of like goes, <laughs> hides away again. It's like, yeah, I do that. I know, I get that. Yeah, um, yeah. The whole thing too of this, like, yeah, the you know, we know he's had Robins. You know, mm-hmm. he had a he had a teammate who got yeah. killed, and so yet like, he's just and, so and like, oh, knows. I messed up with Superman. I really, really need to make this team work. And he's just so like, nope, oh, this is it. This is the path I've chosen um, the whole yeah. time. It's like, yeah, it just seems a bit, you know, could have been a bit more nuanced there. Basically, it could but. have the the optimism seems just a little misplaced. It just seems like we're missing just a little bit of character development or redevelopment mm. um, in relation to a. 20-year-old homicidal Batman versus a yeah. Justice League Batman. You, you leap from him was... saying to Alfred, like, you know, if there's a 1% chance of something happening, mm-hmm. we have to take it as a 100% yeah. possibility. And then cutting to Faith, Alfred. Faith. Yeah. You know, it's uh, just like, exactly. it's so, it's like a massive pendulum going there. Um, yeah. It, and it's, yeah. I, I, it's, it's not really shown, I think, in his acting, but really it should just be suggested, I guess, in the dialogue and what, that Batman experienced with the selfless um, sacrifice of of Superman, um, and just coming yeah. into contact with like just a, a a greater threat and realizing that he was wrong. That's mm. the biggest thing. Batman realizing that he was wrong would have the effect of I gotta change up this whole thing, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think the, the more I mean. When I see the ending of Dawn of Justice, I see the transformation. So I I see it. And then, of course, like as the movie plays on, the Zack Snyder's Justice League plays mm-hmm. on, you see Ben Affleck or you see Bruce Wayne talking to Alfred about his change perspective. And, and we have a scene coming up in a few weeks where, you know, Alfred's like, you've done it. You brought the team together. Like, you're done. You don't need to do anything else with Superman. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but I've. We go back to Donald Justice, and he said, I failed him in life. I yeah. won't fail him in death. And he's, like, Aww. so hurt by, about himself. And, he's, and he's, he went through the whole five stages of grief after he almost killed uh, Superman right before he does the warehouse scene. And so there's so much transforming in him um, throughout that third act of, of Dawn of Justice, even in the, in, the, in the moments with Doomsday where he's watching S- Superman and Wonder Woman fight Doomsday and going... This is completely out of my league. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing in this situation anymore. It's like the the transformation is happening in real time. Uh, and then with the death of Superman and the way that the world is in wake, um, it just it leads into the next film. So I, I see the transformation um a, a little bit. And so yeah. I, I do I do follow I did, along with it. But um like I'm, I'm about to actually uh, uh, um I didn't really note. Uh, it was actually more at the end of last minute. We're barely into this minute. <laughs> well, not to, not to backtrack us, but when the, the shot of him uh, on the grotesque uh, and they play a kind of heroic theme is like um, that's not the the junky XL Batman theme. I thought that was like a you know maybe it's supposed to be an indication of the music. I associate with that with with Batfleck is that you and you hear it again at the very end of the movie, like when uh, Deathstroke shows up, as if to be like that theme's not gone. Yeah. But I think that the the rest of the four hours they don't really give him a Batman theme unless it's it's one that's so subtle that I've not picked up on it. Yeah, I but, didn't notice one. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be that's another indication of his character growth. Is that like oh yeah, we dumped the uh, the theme that you knew for the entire time then kind of replace it with something a bit more you know not generic but just like you know, more just, warm yeah 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 uh, although no, I, have to say, I, mean, I, I missed the um you know the the the, the xl theme i was like you know it wasn't the it's not the best batman theme because but they, you know it's a it's a it's a high bar to meet to be fair yeah so, yeah uh, but the thing know. i like the most is just like the very the muted trumpet that's playing his theme Mm. Um, especially like when 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 his parents are dead, um, and he visits Martha's grave. Like it being on that grotesque, if they were to just do that little trumpet motif, mm. it would um, be just subtle the, enough. The dream to... sequence trumpet, to, yeah, yeah, so. exactly. But that's only when he's dreaming, baby. <laughs> no. oh, yeah, it sounds. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> it all means something. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, or just so... uh, yeah. But um, just yeah, I will talk more about. 
Wonder Wonder Woman later, but I I do want to wanted to talk a little bit about how we've seen Gal Gadot transform over the years and in, into Wonder Woman, and it's it's nice to see to go back and see movies that respect Wonder Woman as a as a character in an ensemble versus like bringing Wonder Woman into a scene for there to be a joke about sex or to be, you know, objectified by another superhero. Um, there's as, uh, you know, we fought so hard to have wonder woman on film. And it seems like in 2023, not five years later, we're already, or six years later, we're going back to wonder woman is the woman on the team yeah. and yeah. must be treated as such. Like the, um, uh, all the Shazam too cameos were baffling to me like everything yes. about, but beyond too the fact that it's like isn't she aware that she's she's dating a kid like it's so the whole joke of been like oh he's going out he wants to go out with wonder woman and you know because wonder woman's hot right and then it coming around to be like, no he actually was going out with wonder woman and also i guess she's like a you know thousand year old amazonian but she, she's aware that Billy Batson is a child, though. Like, it was such a... Yeah, that was a, like, a, that was a hot mess, basically. That, it was uh, a very bad thing. And then they... <laughs> we've got to stop using the Wonder Woman theme every time she's on screen. Just because... <laughs> just be, it's a great... It's great. The theme is great. But there was a reason they put it where they put it the first time. And just because... Gal Gadot shows up. You don't need to play it. It's literally, it's literally every time. <laughs> I tell you what, I agree with you. As a film fan, you shouldn't be doing that. But it's so badass. Every time I'm like, yes. Mm. It work. I think it works in in the Flash a little bit. But it it happens in Shazam too in in a way that is so jarring. <laughs> it, it's so bizarre. You're like, who? Who said yes to this? <laughs> I would have much rather taken the Justice League Amazonian chant music than in, in that moment. So mm-hmm. it's so bizarre use in, in Shazam 2. Um, but anyways, yes. Um, Commissioner Gordon is seeing Batman with two and soon to be three other uh, metahumans, which um, I know Robin's not a metahuman, but this would not be the first time commissioner gordon sees batman with uh a partner an accomplice <laughs> yeah a friend so it's in- yeah i think it's interesting to think about that so he, he says you know how many are there obviously not enough um but it's just uh, a cl- classic just like there's a line for the trailer <laughs> like it's 100 yes. that's what it was written for oh but i love that line right because I, I like how gordon basically asks that it's almost like a joke oh how many of you are there and then batman's response turns it deadly serious isn't it he's just like not enough like, mm. oh, yeah oh god i was kidding what are you talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you're the only one that i've seen dress up like this other than you know the alien that flies in the sky so like yeah and he's dead like <laughs> this is one of my things though like again we're supposed to be 20 years in to batman's yeah. career here and then the, the the way jk simmons delivers the line of just like how many of you are there like as if you know is so confounded by this whole thing it's like dude you met robin you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of also saying too is as if it's like batman's a recent thing to him it's like oh this batman showed up now there's all these other crazy guys showing up it's like no you've known like mass vigilante that world for 20 years yeah. like it, yeah. yeah it just felt that felt off to me like it to just, be fair uh, though these two you can tell that they're not like normal people shall we mm. say like yeah. i mean even just the, the flash you know uh, something's up with this kid he's not a no- he's not like a robin yeah um yeah. it makes a little bit more sense guys, like hyperactive annoying guy in red shows up he's like is this the new robin <laughs> like <laughs> What happened to the other one? Is he dead? <laughs> another one? Oh, God, oh you man. got another orphan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say it makes it just a little bit more sense in relation to just um, him asking that question if he's as if he's directing it towards uh, just metahumans. Because, um, yeah. yeah, they've been, you know, seen, but it's really what? Just the Lex Luthor security footage and stuff and, and whatnot and yeah. random activities and, and word of mouth and stuff. So... I think it probably is more of the, like, oh, this is a guy that really only knows, like, Batman, this guy, this detective that he's been working with for 20 years, that, likes he's maybe the only guy that he's seen in a cape up until 
Superman, but then all of the news was saying like Kryptonian, Kryptonian, Kryptonian. So they only really have just like that other reference of just like, yeah. at least Jim Gordon's like, well, I only got the two, the, uh, Batman and whatever that Kryptonian was, but they're yeah. gone. So yeah. Yeah. how many no, of you are there loads. Now? Like, <laughs> yeah. He also yeah. had a small child with him for a while, but he seems to be dead. So, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the world knows about Superman, right? So we like everyone knows, you know, the world was introduced to the Superman. Um, only a few people know about the Batman. Um, Wonder Woman is kind of a question mark because I, uh, yes, she's been in hiding, kind of, um, and but. With Doomsday, did, did the world know that Batman and Wonder Woman were there? Is that like, or were they, you know, when the dust settled, it was just Doomsday's body and, and Superman's mm. body and no one else knew? Yeah, I think, yeah, they must, yeah, because I can't imagine it got, nobody else really got close to see that, right? And so, yeah, I, I mean, they, all the news was taken down, so. Yeah. yeah. EMP. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have really loved, though, if they had during like the, the big, you know, cataclysmic events at the end of Wonder Woman 84. Like when they were cutting around to all those different characters, they just had like a pimple faced Jim Gordon. It was like inexplicably like sixteen years old back in nineteen eighty four. Just been like, Oh my gosh, or something just indicated like then to cut now to cut to this then been like, Wait a minute, I remember that lady, but uh Yeah, I remember you. Yeah. Um Not Yeah, to me. It's, it's, <laughs> when he says like, you know, how many are there uh, how many of you are there? And he's starting to see all these different metahumans, um I was trying to think, like, does he already know of Wonder Woman? Like, because does, does the world know mm. her yet? To know all the um, stuff with Matt, so. you know, Maxwell Lord at the end of 84, people might remember that, but I don't know how much they would remember that Wonder Woman was involved in it. They might just be like, oh, it was a big weird typhoon thing with this guy who was making all these wishes and stuff, but I don't know if they are aware that, like, he was stopped by this lady. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then now we have the Flash here, which I think the entrance to... Oh. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Like the little, so if you like go like frame by frame or whatever and, and pause it and, and note the detail that was added to the flash's entrance of, of the like time distortion that happens, there's a little like liquid ripple right next to Batman right before flash shows up. Um, And it's just like that idea of the time distortion and the fact that when Barry like hits his mark, it's like a slowed, like you see him like come out of the speed force and it's like a very uh almost like walking on on little to no gravity step down where it's just like boom and i'm kind of like here and i'm hitting my mark and now time is in like real time with everybody else so it was just a really good flash entrance Mm -hmm. in my opinion rather than having just like lightning and then you know he's there kind of thing it's like oh okay there's they took the time to actually make the thought process of what could actually be seen by the human eye when this freaking speedster just like shows up and it's like a ripple in space time pretty much it's it's really cool so Mm. good and i just love just everything ezra does with like comedic timing i think is fantastic I, i actually love or hate the movie the new flash film gave me such a bigger appreciation for the character now when i watch this i'm like oh i like the character more than i did before because mm. um, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of, you know, the stuff that Ezra would do, you know, later on. Uh, I just think that a great comedy actor. Underrated. Yeah, yeah, that's no, it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not a, not a comedy beat missed by Ezra no. from in my books. But yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, no, again, some people though have a, a volatile reaction to like the the characterization of Barry Allen in these movies. It's like, all right, people, just calm it down. You know. <laughs> but, yeah, and that 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 to me is always like separating the artist from the art kind of thing but to to elaborate on that statement is like this isn't just Ezra Miller like I can't say like oh Ezra Miller did a fantastic job in this entrance scene because it's it's really not just Ezra Miller but it's it's the visual effects it's the yeah. stunt team that's saying it's you know Zack Snyder it's the DP it's everyone involved the choreographer makes, saying yeah this so is how that, you're supposed to stand like because Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, and Ezra Miller are just standing there in these costumes, hair and makeup done, everything by another team. Everyone is just saying, okay, and action. And all they're doing is just going with their shoulder. Like, let me just pivot and then stand up straight. Mm. And then that's all they had to do. 
they say cut that looked great and then then all the post production and then you get this moment here and it's like oh this is the magic yeah. of movies is that this looks so friggin cool uh, <laughs> that I want to see more of it <laughs> um, so it's like yes you can be upset about Ezra Miller you have every right to do so that like they were being a complete menace uh, in the state of Hawaii and and and, and all the um, cult stuff and and just just really awful stuff um, going on with Ezra Miller. It's so but, weird that you actually have to say that seriously, like uh, being a menace in the state of Hawaii. Why? It's like it's, a, it's an actual thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and um, of course, you know, a, a ton of actors have gone yeah, through yeah. that as well. Mm. Um, and, but we have found ways to continue to appreciate movies that they were in without appreciating the actor itself for That's you know, true. whatever they're doing. So I mean, look at Sean Penn. He's fighting a war by himself. <laughs> Sean Penn, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Um, there's There's been a lot of people mm. um, in that kind of camp before. Um, but yeah, we, we, we found ways to appreciate the movies that they're in. Yeah. Uh, What's difficult a fantastic for me, though, scene. is like, I want Ezra to be a great representative of, like, oh, the non-binary community. Oh, there's this great actor who's in a superhero movie. And it's like, oh, wait, though, they, the things they've been doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I can't get behind. I want to get behind you, Ezra. I want to. Yeah. 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 Oh. And that, um, that's, a, that's a much larger conversation I'd like to have, but maybe we mm-hmm. don't have the time for it. But yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I really do. Mm. Um, it, it is difficult. And we have plenty of other minutes with, with Ezra. I'm sure the, that conversation will, will con- mm-hmm. continue to, to keep happening. Um, but in, in, the, in the scene that we have here, um, I, for one, I, I, I like the flash suit. In this one, I don't know mm-hmm. what you guys' opinions are on that. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I've never, I've never knocked into this flash suit because again, it feels like well, he's cobbled it together himself. Yeah, it looks this great. Is, yeah, this is what Barry's had to make make do with, and it's like, no, looks looks fine to me. Um, Love it. I was, uh, I think, because I was going to expect it to be the, um, the, the, the vision you know, Flash we saw in Batman versus Superman with like the little beard and stuff as well. I was kind of a bit like, oh, oh, they haven't landed there yet, I guess. But um, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm 100% behind this suit. I think it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it works within the context of how it's supposed to work. Yeah. We have five Flash suits in this DC Cinematic Universe. We have oh. a Black Zero event pillow suit. We have this suit. We have... The new Flash suit. We have a Michael Keaton Flash suit or Batman Flash suit. Oh, then, I love that one. And then we have the the Nightmare Flash suit. So mm. we have in just two movies, we have five suits. Well, the, the dark Dark Flash suit as well, technically. That uh, oh yeah, yeah Dark yeah. Flash is a suit as well. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. oh, that that was a that was an unexpected treat too to find out that like. So remember when the the toy leaked of. The Barry too, and people. And there was a picture of everyone was making fun of because you know the internet had decided in advance that it hated the movie, so people are already making fun of it. And then to actually see it, it looked like a weird design, and then see it in context, like no, it's literally a Michael Keaton Bat- Batman suit painted red, yeah. and the ears yeah. sawed off. I was like, no, it works again in context, works fantastically well. So, uh, and then they play around with it where it's like they make him feel like this is awkward. This is like I had to make this on the spot. Mm. It's not supposed to look too cool. It's supposed to be like I need to do this. Yeah, plus because the opportunity to finally address the little thing of him like trying to turn his head, and his head just moves within the cowl <laughs> because it's just like yeah, the the Keaton head never turned. So there you go. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um, although speaking of things that look like Batman, though, uh, Jim Gordon is of course like giving them the skinny on uh, Parademons. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved a little nod here, though, considering Batman's been around for 20 years. If he had just been like this big monster, looks like a bat running around here. It's like Kirk Langstrom up to his old tricks or something. Just like a little nod to like their, mm-hmm. their shared history or something. Um, and also, too, would have been like, yeah, well, Gordon's seen some. That, that's why he rolls with things so easily in this movie. He's like, yeah, yeah I've seen giant bat monsters before. Like, so is it him? Is it a vampire? What is this? And um. He's very, again, unquestioning the idea that this could be Batman himself. He's just like, 
I don't know, Mothman, more, most likely, maybe, but I know it's not you, so what's the deal here? Well, why Why do you think he knows it's not him? Is it just because of the repertoire that they have between each other for 20 years of being detective and crime fighting and, and whatnot, and, and you know, having things like having the bat signal where obviously they do have a working relationship in Gotham City? Is that is that what's immediately saying, like, oh, yeah, Jim Gordon is obviously clearing Batman from this? Yeah, yeah, I think it's um, just that he has like up, the utmost faith in him. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. Although it feels that it's almost like a w- wasted opportunity, though. To like, he, you know, you could have had a plot line of him and like, is it you? Or you know, yeah, the, the, that's yeah, a, a route to go down. That's more of just like, why is he showing? It's like, look what? The, why does this drawing? Like, this couldn't be you, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, breaking yeah, in. Yeah. Like, what this is associated with breaking into Star Labs. Like, you weren't there, but why did they draw <laughs> says, this? You know, that's the thing, though. It, it, it's in multiple movies as well. Like, we're doing Mask of the Phantasm, and they have like everyone saying Batman's killed these gangsters, and Jim Gordon's going to the Batman does not kill, he didn't do it. And just, I'm washing my hands of this and walking away because he has so much faith in them. Mm-hmm. And then, even then, yeah, they're recently, they're recently, as of recording, the Batman. Uh, you just, yeah, great. Like uh, some of the scenes I really love, like our uh, our Pats and his banter with uh, Jeffrey Wright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's just bits of them going like, you know, do you trust? You know, do you trust me? Yeah, I 100 yeah. trust you. Like it's just whatever is going on between Gordon and Batman. He just like, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I get you, man. Yeah. I don't question anything that you're doing. So, like, I might so not I agree 100 percent with this, but I know that you're a force for good. So that's, um, but it also. Saying that though, it is still a little bit weird that they add in this this little detail that like, oh this this drawing totally looks like Batman. So what yeah. what's what's happening there? Like it could have just had look like a giant insect and then been like there's a big insect running around. Yeah, <laughs> and it then, looks too much like Batman. Like it almost looks like a a Batman sticker you would buy at like Hot Topic or something. <laughs> like it's a like it's a cute drawing of Batman. Mm. Yeah, I was absolutely <laughs> baffled. Like when I was watching, because again, it's been that long since I've seen the original. I don't know if any of this is in it or not. Uh, when, when I was watching it, I, I thought, like, what, what's what's the twist here? That's Batman. That's mm. Batman. What the hell? That doesn't look anything like a goddamn it feels, Batman it, team. It really feels like it should lead into more of a everyone thinks that Batman's doing this. Yeah, but it, um, they just drop well, they, it so immediately. It was the that was the plan in like the Justice League War, and you know the whole apocalypse war and especially from like the new 52 and that animated thing that like Mm. was the thing it was like people are Mm -hmm. accusing batman of doing this because it's parademons with red glowing eyes and in cloaked Mm. flying around on on the buildings in gotham and that kind of only really points to like one guy you know so yeah yeah yeah. Um, back when it was supposed to be just one parademon to be introduced and be like mm -hmm. take into consideration how terrifying one parademon is like john was saying like sounds cool yeah they're not cool but <laughs> it's like what if you were to just see one parademon in gotham city you'd be like Holy that's shit. a monster yeah, yeah that's yeah. yeah and then over time you go there's a whole there's a whole planet army of these things and then you go oh that's a lot that's that's way too many now how are we ever going to save the world and mm. then Justice League. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, there should have been more with this. It looks way too much like Batman. Um, Even one line from someone, like Gordon, saying, hey, this looks like you. Do you know anything about this? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything. It's like, uh, like in, in Batman Begins with the everyone's fear toxin and then Batman is just gliding over everyone and they're all terrified. Oh, like that's, that's great. what this is like. Yeah. This is a great, great scene though. Setting up again, the idea that criminals are afraid of Batman. Cause so many, mm-hmm. so many inmates of Arkham are like, I saw him. Yeah. And it was a freaking monster with glowing eyes. Exactly. Was exactly. And exactly. this is the way what we are looking at here, that a criminal would describe what they saw flying at them. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. It's just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, could just go and do like yeah, some someone's stealing your stick or something. So just, yeah, yeah, so maybe it's just like going back to the idea of just like we've we've been doing this for twenty years. Like, why am I getting a picture like this again? Like, I haven't mm. gotten a picture like this in twenty years. So yeah, the last yeah. time we got this, it was you. Mm-hmm. Why am I getting this again? Like, you're obviously not. Mm. You know, it's. It, but then it's, I don't know. It's, it's so it, then it, the, the Diana to come in to be like, well, parademons. Yeah, and then and Jim's she knows just right like off the bat. Yeah, but Jim's just like that drawing. Oh. 
<laughs> Maybe when she first saw Batman, it's like, oh my god, it's a parademon. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, that's the it. thing. It's like, oh, snap. So you're doing the whole parademon shtick. Okay, I got you. I got you, big guy. So. Um, <laughs> what do you call she, it? Para, paraman? Mm-hmm. De- parademon? Like, what's, what's your... Like, no, <laughs> Batman. Oh, it's a bat. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Wonder Woman, though, brings up something interesting. You, you just mentioned her there. That the parademons are literally able to smell the mother box. Mm. Like not that doesn't that's not used as like a thing. Oh, they can track it. It's like no, no, no. They can literally smell it. Mm. I found that quite fascinating, and then I was wondering what it smells like. <laughs> <laughs> you want like the oh, the old oh, mother box? Yeah, like, yeah. could have been merch. It smells released. like home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like home. Oh. Mm. I think later on, uh, like the, the, one of the later minutes, she says about like all oh, the smells of darkness, and Batman be like, "There's a smell of darkness. Like, oh. can I get that? <laughs> it's my whole thing." <laughs> Oh, the dark. Mm. It's like, that's what, uh, but she has to get Bruce for Christmas every year then. Like, all right, here's the, the scent of darkness. <laughs> here's the, here it is. Yeah. Uh, overall, I mean, I just really like this this scene. This is like, this scene here to me, even when I saw it in 2017, it's like, we're doing it. The Justice League is here. Like, I'm watching a movie where Wonder Woman is talking with Batman about parademons and like how do we find this and it's like this, this these two are talking to each other i've never seen this in a movie before this is fantastic mm, mm. um and and like barry allen is there and he's got his things to say um and then of course cyborg shows up and he's got all this information about star labs and it's like to me you know it's not like uh we get like more of a splash page towards the end in the third act of the battle of Pajornov. but here to me just seeing actors and costumes and like being in the character and just having a conversation that isn't action like to me is like oh this is this is what i want i just want superheroes talking to each other yeah yeah yeah. Um, there's a very similar feeling that i think um similar not the same exact feeling but similar from that first uh avengers movie and it's after they capture loki and they're flying in the quinjet and thor has his entrance um and they do the whole you know they're basically gods and Captain America jumps out of the plane and that whole thing that, um, you know, action sequence obviously is, you know, an action sequence, a Marvel cinematic action sequence. But after that, when it is the characters in the costumes showing up on the ground talking about like what actually is happening and no one's like they're, they're not doing stupid introductions like. I'm mm. Thor. I'm from Asgard. That's Loki. He's my brother. He's also from Asgard. That's yeah. Captain America. He was frozen in ice. He fought Nazi. Like, there's... When they kind of, like, meet up, and it is, like, an understanding of each individual person, the idea of, like, we're costumed individuals kind of just goes out the window, and it's like, this is just either my suit, my uniform, um, I'm this character, and it is a very real exposition heavy conversation um i think those moments really matter more than massive fight scenes you know like that's Mm. that's cool visually but like i need to establish that this is a team that they know each other that they're figuring out how to work together um this is Mm -hmm. a meeting of the minds right now and and this is really cool like this is a justice league meeting uh like done organically you know, yeah. it didn't seem like that they were a Justice League even before a few minutes back or a couple weeks back when when um, Bruce brought Barry back to the uh, the airfield and, you know, they got back to Gotham and they met Wonder Woman and were doing the whole silly comedic introductions and, and whatnot. That still to me did not feel like that they were Justice League. It still just kind of felt like Batman was just he just picked he, he picked up the other metahuman and he kind of got him. To just come with them, you know, mm. like they're just like, hey, you come on, we're getting the band back together kind of feel. Um, yeah. I think what's but this is completely here, different. I think what's different here is that they they all end up, as you say, organically contributing to, you know, just talking about the issue and solving the issue and coming up with a plan. They all chip in with their own ideas and things. And that makes it like, ah, OK, yeah, this is working. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It says every every character has something to say that fits their character but they're doing it in costume it just having them in in costume 
uh, it elevates the scene. Whereas like later on, we'll see, we'll see them all out of costume talking about the mother box. And then it, it feels more like a fast and furious scene because everyone's just, just in their normal alias. Um, but when everyone's in, in costume, it just makes you feel like I'm actually reading a justice league comic where they're talking in the moment as the superheroes that they're supposed to be. The reason I I'm watching this is because I want to see Wonder Woman and Batman and Flash do all these all these things and as they investigate as those characters, that's what I want to see. Yeah. Um and to me that's fantastic. We see it also in Dawn of Justice when right before they fight Doomsday, Superman lands, Wonder Woman's there, Batman's there and they're all talking about like this thing from another world that we can't kill it. And as they're getting ready to have that big moment of the Trinity, just having those three characters, it's like they're talking to each other and they're in costume. This is so cool. Like that's mm. all I care about. And then of course you get your action scene and get to play with your action figures. But just having them talk <laughs> is like to me, this is like the highest grade of cosplay ever. Yeah. And yeah. in a cosplay sense, it's like, oh, I'm jealous because I would love to be that yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. i want that moment uh, well speaking of those, like going back to we were talking about um gal gadot you know earlier and the her, her, her you know acting abilities and, and, and all that um i really love when cyborg shows up and kind of like he you know conveys that he's going to be part of this fight and just the the smile that Diana gives him. Oh, it's so cute. Uh, yeah, but it's the warmth yes. that she's exuding because it's that, that's really like beyond the Amazonian warrior that mm-hmm. Wonder Woman is. It's also that you know she's a great you know she's a great caring, nurturing figure as well. And knowing yes. that she coaxed him into this, like she you know gave him the necessary nudge to get him here, and she doesn't have to say anything to him, but she's just you can tell you can see how proud she is and how happy that it's happening and stuff. And uh, that's yeah, the I best love thing, I love it as a little moment. That's the best thing. Wordless. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Don't yeah. need dialogue. You get it from a look. Mm. And her expression just tells you so much about the character as well. You just feel the warmth exuding from her. It's just like, yeah, you know what? She comes across, you know, in the middle of a whole dark and brooding, rainy, stormy Gotham City night. She comes across as a different type of hero from Batman, just from little things like that and stuff. It's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you, you wouldn't get Batman smiling like that. You know? no, 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 God, no. <laughs> oh dear God, no, no. <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, at the same time, though, just love everything about it. like I don't know if Jim was given like in the edit because they go and stand in the little tarp, uh, and you know maybe Diane after was like Bruce, you couldn't build a guy like a little hut up there or just somewhere for him to stand. You know he's got he's on that tarp. You know, random donation comes to the GCPD to put a thing up there. And yeah, just, Wayne just... couldn't put funding into the police department. Oh, you can't do that now. It's political. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But I don't know if Jim was given like a an intro to like, okay, so this is this is Wonder Woman. She's an Amazonian princess. Uh, this is the Flash. He's really fast. And then you know Cyborg showing up, and Gordon has a reaction of like, wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he just what the hell is Terminator, this? like yeah. just walking yeah. up on this rooftop. It's like, oh, okay, so we got we got another one. Like, yeah, this is the middle. I've been told by like I thought there's a, a drawing here that looks a bit like Batman, and then this la- this random lady is now saying that's a parademon. It's a thing from a, another world that can smell a mother box, and then a, a, a guy I can see is very blatantly uh, the, made of alien technology. <laughs> it's just appeared, and it's just like, all right, so this is what Tuesday. Okay, <laughs> this is, and then after this is like. Well, I guess I'm gonna go get some coffee. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. go go back about the. Oh, so there was a heist down in the fifth out here as well. So uh, I'm mentally burnt out for today. I'm just gonna go fill out reports. <laughs> um, like, you talked yeah. to Batman, Jim? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you say? Talk, no, you don't want to know. <laughs> Early night. Yep. <laughs> Early night. Um, one final comment. I I have. Some other notes I'm going to save for tomorrow's minute, but I just want to do one one more for today. Um, it's just I really like the final shot we get in this minute, which is just uh, Batman with rain all over his suit and cowl. I think it looks gorgeous. Just I just like that yeah. shot a lot. Mm. I have to ask you guys because I'm I'm very I'm very mixed on. The, the Batflex suit, I always have been. Certain sh- certain shots in this minute, it looks amazing. And then other times, I, c- I, c- I can't take the cowl. Uh, 
I was going to say, I know you hate that cowl. I don't hate, you hate that cowl. I hate the ears. I hate the. I just don't like. I don't like the look of the, this head. Uh, all of it. I don't like it at all. The so body. About this suit or the or any of them. Any well, of that's the that's what I was going to bring up too. Because like, I never really liked. It. I love. I love his. I love the body. I think that's all fantastic. Oh, and yeah. then I've never. I've never been able to take the his head. But like in that Flash movie, that outfit they gave him is like the worst thing. Oh my god, it's <laughs> it's, it's hideous, right? Like it's yeah, I, it's, I it's, 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 it's for just the toys. It's, it's terrible. It really is. Ter- it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fit. It doesn't like. It's just fabric, a weird yeah. type of fabric what? with like some bars on it. Is that the same thing with the crisscrossy stuff on that looks like he's got you know like a like the plastic from the six from... pack? Yeah, yeah, ring pole yeah. Thing, like, yeah. It, I'm I'm stunned that like I guess he just can't do anything, but like yeah. Aff, Affleck on stage, you know, on set, been like oh, I'm coming back for one last hurrah, and they gave him that suit, and like yeah. nobody like batted an eye was like that does not look good on screen. <laughs> like I don't I, we, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoy the suit a lot. Uh, I I love it honestly. There's there's times I really where like the first one, the one that they use in in Dawn of Justice. Um, and mm-hmm. and they brought it back in in Suicide Squad, so this this suit is different and the cowl is different. Um, and when I first saw Justice League, I, I didn't like this cowl at all. I thought it was way too pinched feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels a little bit kind of like a scared cat where it goes like airplane yeah. ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's that's a kind of an issue I had with it. But another issue I had with it, and, and we we kind of talked about this on, on your Facebook group for uh, Mask of the Phantasm is how things are shot in a um, more of a square format. Um, and then when to make things widescreen, they simply just cut footage off from top to bottom. Mm. And what happened in, in Justice League in 2017 is like you have these shots of Batman. And when they went to widescreen, they centered on on his face. And there are so many shots in Justice League where he just ends up looking like Space Ghost because yeah. it just cuts <laughs> the top off of his ears. And so it's just like this rubber bald head Batman. <laughs> and it looks so awful because it's just like super focused on like the pinched um, crow's feet that he's mm. got. And it just like, this looks god awful. Mm. And then of course, color correcting and all that is just like, it just looks bad. So mm. um, I it's supposed to kind of look like this because eventually he gets cool action figure goggles that go over it, and so then it kind of completes the look. Yeah, but I think I think that when the the first photos came out of him with the in the, 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 the kind of final battle gear of this movie, I remember being like, "Oh, finally! No, yeah, now that looks good to me. That like I, yeah. I can take this. I'm still not happy because the ears are still just too stubby for me. That's just that's a personal hangup I have." Um, even on the bat signal behind them, this is like no, no, no. Just elongate those a little bit for me, please. But, um, yeah. but that was a cl- the closest I've been to being completely happy with a, a bat flick suit is the end of, of Justice League, uh, and then yeah, the next time you see him in friggin' uh, the Flash, I was like, oh my god, what yeah, the yeah, hell yeah. happened? But I don't know what's going on there, but I I do like um. I wish there was a way that they could incorporate more of the armored pieces, uh, especially like the the light up eyes that, that when he fought Superman in the armored suit and having like the rain and just like the the white LED light. I wish there was a way we could. Yeah, you want backlit eyes. I do because I, I like it, but it needs a lot of fog and, and rain to go with it. But I, mm-hmm. I do enjoy that aesthetic as well. So... Um, but we are coming up on another hour uh, for this week, and <laughs> so I apologize saying, if the episodes are too long. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm just gonna withhold some notes for tomorrow. So does anyone else have notes for today? No, no, I think we're good. Uh, all done. Okay, I think the listeners will like these episodes just because they want the long episodes. Do they? <laughs> I don't know. Me personally, I see a two-hour episode, and I go. I'm going to be listening to this all week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Different people like different things. Yeah. Cool. We'll have to put the episodes in parts. We'll do a part one, part two for each minute Mm -hmm. and stretch it out to an entire month. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That month.
All right, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minutes. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.